It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, go to ellerslie.com. Well, Eric, we are back in the studio talking about life lessons. And one of the things that we're talking about in this episode is this idea of preaching to your soul. Could you just unpack that whole concept? Yeah. So we're going back 14, 16 years. It's somewhere in that zone of my life where the preacher is being awakened in me. I'd always been a teacher. And then suddenly there was this preacher that is awakening. And I began to see the power of it. And in fact, it was shocking to me to see how something that I would have deemed foolish, I used to teach communications, and the, the worst thing you could ever do, Eric, is what you're doing. That is not the way you communicate. And yet, as the Spirit of God was working in me, I found myself speaking with authority. Well, you're not supposed to do that in this culture. You're supposed to be like, well, you know, here's an opinion. And yet the Word of God is true. And so when you treat it as true, there's a great power there. And I saw the impact upon people's souls in this, and so it was a very unique movement of grace in my life, okay? So, so that's the starter package. And then as I'm progressing, there were circumstances that I would be in where I would recognize that my ability to speak forthrightly, authoritatively into their life with the truth of Scripture set them free. And so they could be in a fog bank, and then I would come in with like the symbols on both sides of their, their head of truth, and it just shakes the dust and the darkness away. And then here's, here's the interesting thing. Then the next day, I may be in a funk. I may be in the same funk they're having. It's like, God, where are you? Do you hear me? Do you understand me? And I recognized I didn't have Eric Ludi in my life to preach to me. It's like, that sort of stinks. That person over there has Eric Ludi to preach to them. Why? I don't. And I think that was the advent of what we're talking about here. Because preaching to your soul was the idea that as David preached to his soul, that I am supposed to rise up and charge my soul to agree with God's truth, to rise up out of its stupor, to put off this heaviness, and to live as God has told me to live. And so I recognized that I could take that same authority that I was delivering to someone else and actually direct it to my own soul. It just sounded weird at first. Why would I need to do that? And yet that's that's the basis of it. And I love that idea. <clears throat> and I remember when you first start, started talking through this, how it seems odd in, in my head at some level, even though I do talk to myself uh, all the time, usually in a British accent. Uh, <laughs> But it's kind of morphed into Aussie now, but nonetheless, I'm being distracted. It is interesting that when we start doing this idea of like, can you start speaking those basic truths to my soul? It almost feels childish, almost like, shouldn't I have graduated from rehearsing the basic truths of my soul where I should be talking about these really neat little nuggets. And yet what what our souls actually need is those truth reminders harken back over and over and over. And I love that landscape throughout, especially the Psalms, where David and the other psalmists are constantly saying, uh, soul, why are you downcast? Soul, you will praise the Lord. Soul, take the reality of what God is doing, regardless of your emotions or your circumstances, and actually put your hope in Christ. And and there's this interesting thing that we need as humans, where we, we need to rehearse those basic truths. We don't graduate from basic truths. We stand upon basic truths. You want to talk or even just flesh that out a little bit of mm-hmm. what does that mean? I mean, for someone who's listening, who's like, 
okay, I'm supposed to preach to myself. What on earth does that even mean? Like, what are we talking about? And I, I think it's, first of all, there's a reason why this got classified as one of our life lessons. This is a doozy impact player in my life and your life. In other words, when we recognized that when the enemy's pushing on our life, when he's hounding us, when he's trying to obscure our sight, that we have a tool and it's called truth. And it's not far away. We oftentimes know exactly what is needed, but we're waiting for someone else to tell it to us. And that's the funny thing about this is that we actually have the mechanism in our own life to just charge our soul and say, don't listen to that. And you're saying, who's talking to who? Is it is it me talking to me? <laughs> and it sort of is, but it's like a dimension of you. The spirit man who has a clear hold on truth and believes it is speaking to the guy in the funk, <laughs> which is still you, yes, but it's you in that human state that is so easily swayed by this world that can fall for things like anxiety and fear and uh, fretting and foreboding. It's like, come on, are you actually falling for that? Wake up, oh soul. Don't buy that. The enemy's a liar. You are in Christ by faith. Say it. Say it back to me. <laughs> okay. I am in Christ by faith. I have authority over this enemy. All things are under my Savior's feet, and he has made me his body. I have his authority in this earth. In the authority and the name of Jesus Christ, nothing can stand against me. And those types of movements of soul, that raising up of your armor or the soldier within you to fortify yourself in those moments of fog, in those moments of you know, when the clarity seems to be lacking in the moments where you feel like you are desperately needing someone to just speak to you, to encourage you. Don't wait for someone to show up. You be the someone. You bring the truth to bear from that spirit man dimension of your life. That's so good. I know in talking with a lot of our students, when they begin to actually begin practicing this idea of preaching the gospel to ourselves, they're so dumbfounded by the fact that the gospel becomes more precious. Yeah that it doesn't become like monotonous of like, well, I've said that a hundred times in the last hundred days, but it's actually like, actually, this is profound. I am actually in Christ. And there's something that invigorates the soul in those moments where you're just like, you know what? I know I've said this a hundred times, but this is still true. Again, it becomes like that foundation that we build upon. Yeah. And it's so good for the soul, especially uh, in two key reasons in my mind. One, when we're facing those trials or those temptations, we we need clarity and it's usually we're we're in that fog you know when 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 lust is knocking or when fear is is trying to gain attention or when pride is trying to rise up within us it is amazing if you're like no no this is the truth how it almost silences that voice and you're like oh okay there's the clear pathway i can walk in that but it's also so good i found over the last decade or so that when i'm rehearsing the truth and i'm preaching the gospel to myself how much easier that is to preach the gospel to others. Hmm. That that if I'm just talking to a believer or whether I'm talking to an unbeliever and I'm encouraging That's this right. believer to say, hey, you need to press into Jesus or speaking to this unbeliever saying, you need Jesus, okay. it, it gives a language of, of truth because I've already been processing and working through it myself. And as, as it often has been said, the best way to learn something is to teach it. That's right. So when you're declaring the truth all the time to yourself, it, it doesn't become boring. We, hmm. we teach a lot of the same truths over and over and over. And I think it gets better. It does. It's just like, this is amazing. <laughs> and it's like, haven't you taught that? Yeah, but this is good. 
and <laughs> the 407th time is the best. <laughs> and it's like, and I think that's true about truth that we, we need that in our souls. Yeah. Um, could you just give a quick practical, like if someone's going to start yeah. and they're like, okay, there is a lot of truth in scripture. Yeah. Where should someone begin in this idea of proclaiming truth to one's yeah. soul? I think I, I always like building on metaphors. Uh, and you know, the, one of the metaphors I've used for this for myself to sort of gain the initial footing, I mean, the understanding the authority of Christ, understanding his working on the cross, understanding his triumph over death, the grave, uh, the devil of sin, and all, all of the power of the flesh, critical, you know, foundational things. And so I look at it as sort of like a Western town. You know, you're a Western town. You, you have a name. It's called Nathan. It's a, some location in Colorado. And I'm Eric. And this Western town has some bad guys. And, you know, those guys oh, no. that shoot them up and, you know, shoot a hole in the uh, in the water barrel and the water starts yeah, coming They wear out. black hats. And they always wear black yeah. hats. They have black, like, suits on, too. And black boots. I mean, these guys are bad, right? And they love to creep into your town and just, you know, tear it up. And uh, And so this is where you need to know what position you have in this town is first of all, Jesus has conquered this town and he has given you a badge and it's his authority. And so he's like, okay, I'm going to leave you with the authority and the six shooter. And I've given you all power over everything that comes into this town. And I think that knowledge foundationally is critical for me. And I'm assuming other people too, because you have to know how the cross practically impacts your body, how it practically impacts your thought life. So it's not just a truth, it's that global truth that you are in Christ, Christ is in you, he has given you all that you need for life and godliness, and he says, now use it. What are you doing with your six shooter? Use it. Use the badge. Step out into the street and say, this doesn't happen in my town. You're getting out of here. All right. And they're like, well, you can't kick me out. In the authority of Jesus Christ, you're out of here. No weapon fashioned against me is going to prosper. Greater is he who is in me than he that is in this world. If God be for me, who can stand against me? Out in the authority of Christ's name. And just knowing that becomes the basis, I would say, of proclaiming proclaiming truth, proclaiming promise, proclaiming authority in this zone known as your body, known as your thought life. Because if you're a pushover there, your Christianity just does not function. But if you learn to have authority there, not your authority, it's Christ's authority. But if you learn how to wield that and hold that badge out and say, I know who's carrying the badge here. Okay. I know Jesus is in control and he's given me authority to tell you, get out. They cannot stand against it. That's so good. And I think if someone's struggling in a very specific arena, even knowing specific scripture passages for that arena is super helpful. But one of the things that we often encourage students is to make sure you're going back to the basics of your position in Christ and you know your, your seated reality in him and what that affords you. And I think if someone would just write out some of those scripture passages and not as a mantra to look in the mirror and be like, hey, you're great, you're wonderful. We're not talking about that. <laughs> with a British accent. With a, with a, with a British accent or Aussie <laughs> at this point. <clears throat> but to actually begin to say, no, these are the truths, that they're not just great refrigerator statements. They're not just yep. great things that are written in scripture. These are truth. Yep. And you can take these to the bank. Yep. Uh, some, I think it's probably been a couple of years now, uh, you wrote out several of these exhortations to your oh. soul. Uh, would you mind reading one? Because I yeah. think it would just be fun just to have people hear uh, your poetic eloquence in this arena. Obviously, it doesn't have to be written as poetry, but just what does it kind of sound like to be preaching yeah. to one's soul? Yeah, it was interesting because I had 
you and I both have had the students ask us this, like, so when you're preaching to yourself, what are you saying? Because it does sound odd, I think, to people. And so I was, this is actually quite a while ago, probably seven years ago or so that I wrote these, but I was, I just had all sorts of themes because I would always walk in the morning and I, I lived in a neighborhood where there was a mile loop and I would walk it four times in the morning, get up and I'd pray. And this is, I, it doesn't sound this way when I would pray it. So when I got home, I just started writing it down, but my poetic side got a little involved. And so I, to be honest, when I'm preaching to my soul, it doesn't always rhyme. Okay. I would love everyone to think it does. That would be very impressive, but it doesn't. And, but this, I, I wrote a whole bunch of these and they're really powerful. They're an enunciation. I think that is very important to me personally, but I think it's, uh, it's significant for other people to just sort of hear how you command your soul. So this one is called Prove Yourself a Man. And this is how we'll finish our time. Prove yourself a man. Prove it. Prove yourself a man. Right now, it's time to show what you believe. Demonstrate that your life is given to the king of all kings. Every man is proven when the going gets rough. Your soul sinew is tested when the circumstances get tough. By the way, if you hear a, a beep and everything, I didn't turn off my notifications. Uh, so sorry about that, everyone that doesn't like beeps in their podcast. Which, by the way, is not a part of your exhortation to your soul. That, that's true. That was, that, <laughs> yeah, if you don't uh, understand that I'm uh, off record right now, you would think that, that that might be, but it's not. Here we go. No matter the challenge, no matter the pain, greater is he that is in you than he that is against you in this game. Retreat is not an option. Fear is not your road. Steal your inner man, for you are a child of the Most High God. Put your hope in him, and you will not be put to shame. Right now, place your faith in God and in the power of his name. Prove it. Prove yourself a man. Right now, it's time to exhibit what a godly man does when all hell stands against him and tests his manly stuff. For a man is designed to reveal to the heavenlies the gritty power of the one who works impossibilities. Deliberately choose to deafen your ears to this noise. Compose your soul, maintain your soul's poise. Stick your spiritual eyes squarely on the cross and let your challenger know just exactly who is boss. Choose right now to believe that God is able to do it. He'll go exceedingly abundantly beyond your asking. Now you must prove it. Prove it. Prove yourself a man. Grab five smooth stones and stride out against this Goliath. Laugh at his supposed size and mock his boasts of triumph. This is precisely when a man is made, for valor is not forged in the comfortable shade. It's in the fires of soul travail that you find the substance of manhood of the heavenly kind. Put off the world's heavy armor. Set down the sword of earthly strength. Now draw God's grace and power from your manly soul's sheath. Prove it and play the man. Choose, the, choose human weakness that God may demonstrate power. Prove it. Prove that he lives inside you. Be the suffering lamb that emits the lion's roar. Prove it. Prove yourself a man. Show the world that there is a God in heaven. Show the angels that there are still men that walk this globe that tremble with awe as wonder. Show the demons that they have good reason to fear, for yet again a man of God lives and breathes on this earthen soil. And show your mighty king that his glory is your grand pursuit. For is not the lamb that was slain worthy to receive the reward of his suffering? Prove it. Prove that you are one deserving to carry the title of man. Be bold, be courageous, hold fast, stand strong. Andridzomai, rakasak, you belong to El Elyon. Prove it. Prove it right now. Silence that enemy. Don't give him the ground. Live as a man and live it right now. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. 
If you'd like to learn more about Ellerslie, our discipleship programs, or support the ministry financially, please go to ellerslie.com to learn more. Thanks for listening.